Roll out. What's up, everybody? What's up, citizens? Welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast. I am your V Podcaster host, Jay Starks. And man, welcome on our epic journey. This is episode 12. Wow, we are on 12. We're going to keep it moving. We have a you know, a couple of things on the bucket list for today, but I want to make sure I shout out to our returning BOMAP members in the chat, uh, you know, or if you're in the comment section for our YouTube, Twitch, Facebook page, thank you. And of course, to our listeners uh, that are listening directly from streaming services, wherever you get your BBP podcast from, we appreciate you. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into this. Of course, we have our winter 2022 anime discussion for our Wednesday show today. So let's go ahead and move swiftly into my office and we'll go ahead and talk about that right away. Let's do that, shall we? <laughs> today, I'm feeling real mighty, mighty big today. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and bring up our winter 22 animes for discussion, and that is Tokyo 24th Ward, Sasaki and Miyano, Tribe 9, Love of Kill, Attack on Titan, and of course, our dearly beloved Demon Slayer has been retired as the season concluded this past weekend. Well, I should say this past weekend, the weekend before, uh, but you know, this is going to be our first week without talking about Demon Slayer on our bucket list. And that makes me a little bit sad, but hey, you know, it is what it is. We have other anime that's great and we'll keep it moving just like that. All right. So of course we have our three key factors that I use to review anime. And that is one, animation, two, story progression or pace that's going from, uh, you know, story going from A to Z or point A to Z. And then lastly, dialogue, which is, you know, all of the, the good written, uh, uh, you know, information that is provided to us from these voice, wonderful voice actors and uh, information we get from the writers as well. And then we have our writing or writing ceiling, rating ceiling. <laughs> That's up above. It goes one equals the worst. Two is terrible. Three, not good. Four, the middle. Five, good. Six, great. And seven is the best. Okay. Now that we have that out the way, I think it's time for us to start our first anime up for review. Let's go ahead and push that out the way. And that is Tokyo 24th Ward. So, you know, we're going to have double of everything today. I just want to warn you because uh, I was out the uh, other weekend uh, or the other week, you know, out sick. You know, we're pretty much doubling up and making up for lost time. So we're going to be going over episodes that we missed as well. And just uh, you got the jumbo package for today. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like the, uh, you know, you got your fun size, but then you have like your huge like family pack or whatnot. You know, that's always great because, you know, you're going to get definitely your money's worth. And I'm hoping that we'll be able to do that for y'all today. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Tokyo 24th Ward, we have episode seven, which is called Golden Sunrise. Now, if y'all can recall, about two weeks ago, this episode was delayed. Uh, and then, uh, you know, of course, we, we got it. And, you know, I would say that the major theme for this episode was really Shuta uh, 
uh, you know, just on this journey trying to find himself because he had constantly been kind of having this conflict within himself of he, he, he envisioned himself being a hero. And because of all of the tragedies that's happened, you know, him losing, uh, you know, some of his best friends. And I would say uh, a girl that he, you know, loved in a sense, uh, in a, a tragic fire, uh, you know, and he was, you know, trying to be a hero, even in that instance, to save the people in this, in this fire, this, you know, this tragic event that happened and, you know, pretty much let himself down along with some of the other uh, members of this group or rather his friends. And so, you know, it's, it's really uh, interesting seeing Shuta kind of, you know, thinking of like, I, you know, I, I want to be a hero, but I don't deem myself to be a hero. And even outside of that, I'm seeing my friends like Koki or Rand, like they have an identity. They have things that they're, you know, they, they desire and that they work towards uh, and, you know, kind of seem like they have their life figured out. Whereas for him, you know, he works at a bakery, uh, but it doesn't feel like Shooter has a lot of love you know, for cook, you know, cooking for baking and stuff. So, uh, but in this episode, it kind of clears that up where, uh, shoot decides like, you know what, like I can balance both. Like I can be the hero that I, I know that I can be and, and, uh, you know, the promises that I made and I could also be a, uh, you know, a, a, a cook, you know, I can work for the bakery and be one of the best, uh, bakers, you know, in this town. So, uh, you know, he kind of had to shift his focus and and do some things to kind of find himself, and that's what happened within this within this episode seven. Um, now, animation was good. You know, nothing really over the top happened here. The story progression, I was in the middle because even though uh, I do, I did somewhat enjoy the episode. It was a lot of fluff. A lot of fluff was involved with this episode, and I felt like they could have. Um, put up entered a lot of this stuff in prior episodes, you know, to kind of build up uh, Shuta's, uh, you know, I guess I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis, but him just kind of determining what he wants to do and just kind of getting that resolve of wanting to be a hero and being able to kind of be compassionate about uh, working for his family's bakery as well. Uh, and then same thing with the dialogue. I was in the middle because uh, it just felt like, this episode was just stretched to non-existence. So uh, I, I didn't really value the episode that much. I felt like it didn't add that much depth to the overall story. I, you know, the, the things that moved the, 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 the needle of the story, you know, were like the last, I don't know, maybe three minutes of the episode. And it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I get it for like character development purposes, but we already kind of knew what Shuta was dealing with. So I, I just didn't feel like it was necessary to have all of that. Then we have episode eight, which was titled Black Miss. Now, you know, right off the top, when I think of like Black Miss, it's got to be some type of fog or something that comes over the city. But no, it wasn't really uh, anything like that. Uh, I would say that the overall thing for this episode was, uh, you know, you have to make, uh, sometimes we have to make subtle changes, you know, to maintain the integrity that we have. And, uh, you know, in this episode, it was really just that it's like, Hey, like, I, like if you want to be, if you want to better yourself, 
then you need to be able to make these changes, uh, you know, and, and, and really believe in what it is that you're doing uh, to move forward. So I, you know, I think I thought this episode uh, animation was great. The story progression was good because we got a lot of value and it seemed like the, the story was moving along and kind of back on track and the dialogue was great as well. So overall, like this episode eight was a pretty good episode. I thought it was a great episode. Um, and yeah, that's, that's Tokyo 24th war. Really not that much to say, uh, regarding this, uh, uh, you know, last couple weeks of this uh, anime. All right. And we move forward to our second anime. And that is Sasaki and Miyano. And uh, the episode seven, which is called, I don't want to pressure him. I don't want to pressure him. Now, this episode was interesting because um, you got to see the girl crush that Miyano had, you know, in his younger school days and the, the way that the story kind of developed, you could see that Miyano is still kind of, kind of figuring out like, okay, he likes Sasaki, but at the same time, like he's had girl crushes in the past. So he's trying to figure it out like, okay, do I really like my senpai or do I have something still with this girl that I like before? Because as I'm having a conversation with her, everything seems to be moving smoothly, you know, and, and I feel very comfortable. So what's going on? And of course, uh, as this girl goes to kind of touch Miyano and hold his hand, Sasaki comes out of nowhere and kind of like smacks the hand out. Well, I would say smacks the girl's hand out of the way, but rather grabs Miyano's hand and pulls him away like no you know we're leaving and man it's so it's so crazy because like moments and moments like that where the the truth is when you're if you, you see let's say you're in a relationship and your significant other goes to you know some party uh, you know, some outing and they meet someone that they, that looks, you know, as handsome or pretty or whatever the case may be. And it's moments like that where two people connect with each other and they're talking and things are going well, that those moments, they, they, they could lead to cheating. They could lead to a person saying, you know what, I don't want to cheat on this person but I met this one person, you know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping I'll find them again, or I know that they're a regular at this spot because they said so. And I'm super intrigued by them. And I, I feel like this relationship doesn't, it is like, if I was in a relationship with that person, they offer something a little bit more than I'm looking for. And that's how tragic, you know, I should say tragedy ends up happening, but you know, a, a pair could end up you know, breaking up and then moving on. But on the flip side of something that Sasaki did, um, it's also kind of um, protecting that relationship as well. Now you could say that, oh, that's toxic. Like that's, that's a toxic thing to do. Like, not, you know, like if, if it's just a conversation that's having, you should have trust in that person and allow them to be them and knowing that they're going to be, returning to you always now i mean honestly i'm that person where you know if i'm in a relationship i 100 
trust that person, you know, and it doesn't matter what the setting is. I believe that they're going to do the right thing. And, you know, with that communication, I let, I let that person know, like, Hey, if, if you don't want to be in a relationship with me, just say that, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be hurt, but like, I'll, you know, I would rather you be happy and us move forward than this kind of figurative game of us, you know, uh, you know, cheating and stuff like that. Like, you know, don't do me like that. And don't, you know, let's not waste each other's time per se. And so I can, I, I see both sides of this thing and how it could be looked at as a bad thing, but I could also see how it's a good thing of Sasaki being uh, so selfish as well. Uh, but, you know, and that, you know, is, is something, a moves is like, hey, I want to make sure that our relationship or that we're building is not, uh, uh, you know, side, or I shouldn't say sideline, but, um, you know, things don't come up that can prevent me from really getting to know you and us taking things to the next level, you know, and, you know, those things happen sometimes, <laughs> but the animation was good. Uh, the story progression was good as well, and the dialogue was great. So overall, it was a good episode. Then we had uh, episode eight, which is called I Realized. And, you know, for pretty much from that title, it has to do with someone, you know, in the story beginning to understand something. And that's what happened. You had um, Miano, who just like, oh, my goodness, he was putting kind of two two and two together with things that Sasaki would say, uh, his actions and what he would do. And he automatically, he started to realize like, oh my God, like he really likes me and he gets all blushy and oh, just, it was just, it's something to behold. It was cute seeing him kind of reacting and kind of having that aha type of moment. Uh, but I also think that the theme of this episode was also wanting someone all to yourself and like I, to me i think that's where you know that you really love someone is when do you you want them all to yourself you don't want anybody to have it's like it's i mean i don't want they're not your property per se but you care about this person so much that it's almost it's like a national treasure. You don't want them, you know, you want it all to yourself because you know how special this thing is. And it's almost like uh finders keepers type of thing. <laughs> but uh yeah, like that that was kind of what the major theme of episode eight was. And I thought the animation was great. Uh they had some very highlighted moments. You know, I that's one of the things that I like is when Miano or Sasaki, they're blushing and they have like this um, kind of cloudy filter that makes it look bright and spectacular. And moments like that really do highlight the emotion that the characters are feeling. And I think they do a really good job in this anime with that. Uh, story progression was good in the episode. I did feel like it was a bit slow, but I understand why it was a bit slow because they were building up for the moment that happened towards the end that was, uh, you know, Miano pretty much realizing uh, his senpai, but eventually getting a big hug, a very loving hug from Sasaki 
that looked like he was going in for a kiss. I thought he was going in for a kiss. I was like, oh, no, he's about to do it. <laughs> uh, the dialogue was great. And so overall, I felt that this this episode was uh, a great episode, despite it being a little bit slow. Um, it was still a really good moment, and I enjoyed it. And I, I can't wait for uh, episode nine. I'm, I'm excited for it, for sure. Okay. And we move move to our next anime and that is tribe nine tribe nine episode seven titled tribe packed xb tourney now what you know i mean tribe packed it almost makes sounds like okay there's gonna be a lot of people here of a huge group and they're gonna have a tournament and so yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. It was this huge tournament where you had this character who was pretty much like a billionaire, millionaire, uh, but he had uh, sneaky tactics and tricks that he was setting up against, um, you know, all of these tribes because he had one uh, uh, goal in mind, and that was trying to get this uh, special bat that Shun had. And I don't know if it's because they didn't really give it like a backstory on why this bat was so special to him but i imagine because shun is such a such a known figure in the xp sport and he crushed so many opponents with this bat that it became kind of like this uh you know super rare relic that you know someone that collects things like this billionaire guy does would want that bat and so, but I, I feel like the overall theme for this episode was trying to say, you know, money can't solve all problems. And that's true. <laughs> I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but that's not going to stop, you know, things from happening because life is going to life and that's just how it is. And so, you know, I mean, you would think that in some instances, money can definitely make the fall or like the, 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 um, you know, the, the problems that happen maybe a little bit more soft on the landing, uh, but to solve all problems, nah, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And uh, yeah, so that was pretty much episode seven. I thought the animation was good. Uh, story progression was good and the dialogue was good as well. And so overall, it was a pretty good episode. Uh, and I will say the same thing for episode eight, which was titled, let the chaos begin uh where we kind of got a little bit more uh, information on sonoda and kind of his personality type i would say but uh to me it's very clear just looking if you if you look at shun uh kazuki and sonata it really feels like they're all related or linked somehow and i'm i'm trying to I'm wondering, like, if they're ever going to walk that line and tell us, like, hey, yeah, like, they are, like, uh, uh, you know, genetically created by something. It just seems like it's going to be one of those type of stories with all of them linked somehow in that in that capacity. But, uh, yeah, you know, once again, that was this was a, a good episode. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, Tribe 9, I'm, I'm continuing to watch. I'm. You know, at the very end, it was really cool. We got to see one of the characters who was off training uh, come back and, you know, make a, a pretty uh, interesting intro back into 
you know, uh, with the screen time. So episode nine should be pretty fun to watch. I'm, I can't wait to see that. All right. And we move swift. We're going swiftly, right? So fast. <laughs> All right. We are on to our next anime. And that is Love of Kill. We have episode seven titled Bullet. Bullet, 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 bullet. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, just thinking about the title, I mean, so it's somebody's going to catch a stray. That's, that's what it feels like to me. Someone's gonna, about to catch a stray and you, you wonder, who, you know, who that person is going to be. Uh, but it kind of wasn't really about that. Um, well, I, yeah, I guess in a way it was. In a way it was. Yeah, I take that back because um, it somebody got hurt but they, they they didn't get shot though um but following later someone did and so but the overall thing for this episode i feel like um everything it's really saying like everything that you're involved with uh at least for chato it feels like everything that she's involved with feels like it turns into turmoil you know she's like a black cat when it comes down to um, you know, being around a family, you know, friends, her employment, you know, like people that she works with, or even possibly someone that she might have a romantic interest in. It just feels like anytime she's connected to something, people get hurt. And, you know, she, uh, in this episode, she was having flashbacks about things that happened to her, you know, her parents, um, and, and just recalling, you know, how, you know, how, everything that she's involved with just kind of turns into ruin. And it's kind of sad because I know that there's people out there in the world that feel like that, that feel like, man, nobody, nobody needs me or, um, you know, everything that I try to do, no matter what, you know, it just gets spoiled. It gets ruined and it turns, you know, it, it never works out well. And so, you know, if I would say if any of you are, you know, experiencing things like that, or, you know, have somebody, you know, that's feeling that way, you know, try to be there for them, support them the best way that you can. And I mean, it doesn't mean that you uh, enable them, especially if they're making very bad decisions, but, you know, try to find ways to, support, you know, help them, support them and uh, lead them into a better direction, but also, you know, reinsuring them, hey, you're loved, I care about you. And, and you know we're rooting for you, and just you know that one person that's in their corner, you know, pom ponning, you know, and 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 having uh, their best at heart uh, will kind of keep them optimistic about the future. And you know that's kind of just how I am. Like I try to make sure that the people that I'm around that I know are in good spirits, and if I can find ways to lift up their spirits when they're down, and then I'll do exactly that. Uh, and so, yeah, the you know, this episode seven, was, the animation was good. The uh, story progression uh, was great. The dialogue was great. So overall, it was a great episode. You know, it wasn't too much uh, really going on. Now, episode eight, which is titled Confusion. And boy, I got to tell you, 
<laughs> it lived up to the title because I, I was really confused about what the hell was going on. Like I like I honestly thought they took my boy Jim out, man, because he's driving in his car and he's headed to this um, kind of checkpoint where he was going to pick up Chateau and they were going to go to some off location. And next thing you know, a driver pulls up on a motorcycle next to him, pulls out a gun, taps on a window. He looks at through the Jim looks through the window and bang gets popped. Right. You think he gets popped, but it turned out, or at least it looked like uh, the, I don't know if the wind windshield was like, bulletproof or they didn't really say he said something like that i can't recall uh to be specific but but it also looked like the trajectory of the glass of like how the gun was pointed possibly through the bullet off but because the glass ricocheted and hit jim in his face or rather his forehead and he started bleeding it looked like he got hit and so jim as smart as he is and quick on the fly he says you know what i better just continue laying here and acting like i'm you know i got i'm, I'm dead basically so he played he played possum and yeah like that but oh but at that point i thought he was a goner and the next thing you know he ends up back on the ship save chateau and he has his whole head wrapped and he explains the story that i just told you of like how he survived that and i was just like wow like that was mad confusing because i it, it, i was starting to think like okay does jim have a twin that he works with and they look kind of the same but maybe their hair is a little bit different but no you know thankfully jim is still here so i'm happy about that <laughs> uh but you know i we got to see also this um it seems like there's this society that Song is a, a part of, and you have Mr. Donnie, who looks like he's raised a family of boys that are just straight up killers. And they're like the best of the best when it comes down to assassination. So um, I'm really curious of like what's going to happen next, because it doesn't, it feels like, uh, the rest of the guys that are part of Mr. Donnie's family that he trained aren't familiar with Song at all. They don't know anything about his past or his relationship with uh, Mr. Donnie. And so I'm sure that uh, in episode nine, they're going to be clearing that up and kind of alluding to what makes Song maybe special. Or he could be in a position where like he's about to do some badass stuff and show them like, look, Y'all all my sons. <laughs> like I'm number one in this in this in this business, you know, and y'all can ask daddy and he'll Mr. Dunny, he'll vouch for me, type of thing, you know, or he might make him untouchable. I mean, there's so many ways that this like this plot can kind of go, and that's what what makes me like so excited because yeah, I I, I want to see what happens next in this prog the progression of the story. Hey, Ben, we got bit in the chat. Y'all bow, give us give us huge bow mad. Bow mad. <laughs> All right. So that is um uh, our episodes for Love a Kill. Uh let's get to our next anime. And that is Attack on Titan. So we have episode 82, which is called Sunset. And uh, in this episode, you know, for the most part, it's about the backstory to Annie. And if anyone knows Annie, Annie was, uh, you know, kind of uh, this deportee that came from 
the land where the Marleys and the um, Eldian people are that found their way to this off island where Aaron and Misaka and the rest of his family uh, is that are protected by these walls with other Titans. And Annie's whole mission was to pretty much like infiltrate this group and execute uh, everybody within this land. And they were going to eventually come back to uh, her homeland and with good news of like, Hey, we eradicated these people. We were able to infiltrate blah, blah, blah. And um, in this backstory, we got to see that Annie was pretty much an orphan who was raised by a man that was trained her basically to be an assassin. And he taught her all that he, she, that he, he knows. And she just became like just super badass. Like she is literally like the, um, I, I'm trying to think of a, like a really, uh, oh, here, here we go. Uh, Anderson Silva. She's like the Anderson Silva of anime. <laughs> I mean, she she just she just owned one like that, and uh, I, I really like that they showed her in that vein where she's like this very combat savvy person, and like she just goes ham. But uh, towards the end of this backstory, as she's getting ready to go off to the land where Aaron and them are from, uh, her dad was pretty much like, "Hey, like I know I'm not your biological father, but I raised you and." Like, I honestly don't want to see you go over overseas and do this task. And no matter, like, even though you're not biologically mine, you're still my daughter and I love you and I want you to come back to me. And it was crazy because for Annie, it's like throughout my whole entire youth, you treated me like scumbag and pushed me so hard to, you know, be uh, be this trained assassin. And now I see this complete different side of you, this, you know, this caring, loving, nurturing side that I've, I've, I've probably always wanted, but I never got to experience. And that was enough for her to say, you know what, it, like there, there's something I can look forward to coming back. You know, before my dad said all these things, uh, I was of the mind that, you know, I don't care about anything. I'm just a tool. Use me, you know, use me up. And I'll, you know, get the job done. And that's that. But now her whole purpose was she would do anything to survive, to make it back to her father. And that's how she ended up, you know, pretty much in that rock solid state because it was her trying to find a way of protecting herself and to eventually at some point re be re reunited or have an opportunity to go back to her homeland. So it was just this really, really crazy story of just seeing her and her resolve um, but another part that I found really interesting about this episode was Armin, like Armin, like straight up snapped at Mikasa, like Mikasa was asking, you know, Armin, like, Hey, like, what, what do you want to do? You know, what do you think we should do? And Armin just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, if I did know what to do, I would have been able to tell you already. And uh, he just, he just started going off. And I was like, dang, like. You know, but that's that's a heavy heart when you have so much going on and you don't and especially, you know, if, if your life is on the line and other people's lives are on the line, 
just the, the psychological trauma that that does to your psyche and, you know, you having to, you know, especially if you're in a leadership role, having to make decisions that could be crippling to others, especially if they turn out to be bad decisions, you know? And so that was, it was really cool seeing Armin kind of, uh, Ottoman kind of, you know, showing this very, very human side of himself. And that's kind of his character in a whole, like he, he, he's the, pretty much like one of the most human emotional people, uh, characters, uh, in this whole anime. And I, I really like him a lot. Uh, but yeah, this episode of animation was good, you know, which is crazy because the previous episodes, I feel, you know, I gave them a rating of pretty much, uh, great to the best, but you know, there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. They think, you know, there's a lot of, a very dialogue heavy and that's where we get to the story progression where I think it was great. And the dialogue was the best, you know, in this episode. So in conclusion, uh, episode 82 sunset was a great episode. Then we go on to episode 83, which is called Pride. And um, the major theme for this episode is, uh, you know, when you're saving your friends, uh, you have to you might have to make a choice that hurts, uh, you know, you like you making you making a decision like you'll make a choice that benefits everybody else, but it hurts you in the end. And, uh, but ultimately everyone else is happy. And, you know, I thought about this for a little while and I couldn't decide, like, do I like people like that or do I despise people like that? And I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm just like the rating, I'm kind of in the middle about that because I, I do, I do feel like that's so noble of a friend that says, you know what? I, because I love my my friends or family or whoever so much, I'm willing to take the hit while everybody else is happy. But the other side of that that frustrates me is like how could like let's just keep on communicating and find a way to where we can all be happy. And if we all can't be happy, then maybe we all need to feel this kind of burnt or uh, burnt uh scorn uh, of the moment type of thing you know and so but it's it's like that's the thing about life is you know everything is not always going to go in your favor and you do have to make hard decisions sometimes that could affect others and yourself and it's up to you to kind of weigh you know put you know with the weight that's on your shoulder to kind of decide of you know like, is this going to be something that's going to really like severely hurt you and, you know, and take you back, um, and, but it propel everyone else. And in the sense that could be a good thing, because if you propel everyone else, maybe they'll be able to come back and bring you back up to where they are or launch you even further. And so I don't know, it, it could be go, It could really go uh, a lot of different ways. Uh, but I, I definitely am in the middle when it comes down to people like that, because I, I don't really, I, I find, I feel like there's other options that can be done. I know it's not every time, uh, but if, if it can be, I think it's worth the investigation uh, to do. And so, yeah, this episode animation was good. Uh, story progression was good, but the dialogue was great. So overall, it was a, a good episode, but I think most people would say that pride, you know, for most of 
uh, this final season of Attack on Titan was kind of a um, uh, a dialogue piece, you know, something that's just moving the story along a little bit. And, you know, they might have found it to be a little boring, uh, but we did have some some surprises uh, when it came down to. Um, oh, I forget the doctor. I forget her. I forget her name, but seeing her survival and them making plans of trying to save. Uh, people, I, I think that this is, uh, you know, it's, the next couple of episodes that we get should be a lot of fun for Attack on Titan. And I I, I really, truly feel that we're going to end like something tragic is going to happen soon and it's going to shock the world in a sense, because the way that things are going, everybody is kind of playing a little bit too nice. And when I see stuff like that, especially in a title like uh, Attack on Titan, it's almost like the writer is like, gotcha. <laughs> like, I got you where I want you. And now I'm about to just, you know, snuff you out with something that you didn't see coming type of thing. But all right. That is our uh, animes for our Wednesday uh, 2022 anime discussion. Uh, you know, hey, if you are listening to us from our DSPs, you know, whether it be uh, you know, anywhere that you get your BBP podcast from, we really appreciate you for listening. And if you are uh, watching us on our live streams, whether that be Facebook, Twitch uh, or YouTube, then stick around.